Oh, there we go. Uh, hello, and welcome back to Hunting Legends. I'm sorry about the flop up. Um, I didn't know if it was going to record or not. I think was being a bit slow. But hello, and welcome back or to Hunting Legends. I am Suho Sona Garcia, and today, that was weird. Today, I hope you have had or wait, have or had a very happy holiday. Uh, or holidays, depending on what you celebrate, or anything like that. Or just a regular, I hope you have a happy day if you don't celebrate the holidays as, around this time. But, uh, in honor of the Yuletide season, I did want, I did, okay, I found this earlier and I thought this would be a perfect story to do on this day where I needed to post an episode. And I was gonna actually, like, record this earlier in the week and, like, just post it so that I could, like, make, make, what? I could make my day a little easier. <laughs> There's Buddy barking. I wonder where he's barking at. Cat, maybe. Um, but, 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 what was I saying? Um, uh, to make today a little bit easier, I could just post this, the thing and, um, not really have to do a lot of work considering I... We, we were hosting shite. Hey, how? Um, but I didn't. I didn't do it. I procrastinated notes and uh, didn't get them until Thursday. <laughs> was was doing shite all day Friday and then of course we celebrated Yule today. That must be a cat. He goes crazy for cats. Must see somebody's walking down the street. I keep getting distracted by my dog. Eh. But anyway, to celebrate the Yuletide season, I thought I should bring up a little thing that I didn't really know about. I would assume, if you know about it, that's cool. You're cooler than me, brah, which is not saying a lot, but... Mm. Not cool. He's going crazy. I who can you see how scattered my brain is? You, you, you can't. You can't see it. You can hear it. You can hear how scattered my brain is, but you can't see it. In honor of Yuletide, I thought I'd bring up. I found, and I thought I'd bring up this special. Uh, I don't know if you would call it a cryptid or just a legend, or I don't know what you would call the legend in specifics, but this story about this specific yeah, I'll call it, I'll just call it a creature. <laughs> it is mainly from Greek myth, and maybe makes you want to think to be a little more cautious this holiday season. Because of things, I will get into it. I'm, I'm gonna get into it, okay. But I am bringing you the story of the... Uh, I looked this up and it, it's hard for me to say it because it is a giant hard word, but... Ooh. <laughs> oh. Hold it, hold it. Let me move my stuff so that you don't get all over it. 
Alright, get up here. There you go. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to cut all of that out. Um, a, a slight intermission. Knock knock joke, intermission. <laughs> it wasn't a joke, it was just somebody knocking at my door, my sister. Um, also, Bo's here now. Um, but, 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 I don't remember where I was. I am bringing you the story of this creature that is called the Kit. Stick with me. <laughs> Please stick with me. Uh, the the mm, Kilikanzaros. You have. <laughs> I'm gonna spell it out because this is a big word. Um, K A L L I K A N T Z A R O S. <laughs> a big word. It's all one word too. I did look it up. You. It's pretty much said exactly the way it sounds, but it's still fairly hard to say, at least for me. But this is the story of the Kilikansaros. Uh, stories of this malevolent goblin spirit, spirit, creature, can be found throughout Southeast Europe and even into some of Anatolian lore. Some of the main regions where there is this creature or an equivalent with slightly, uh, with slight different differentiations, differences within the name, uh, include Greece, which we do get a lot of our lore, uh, Bulgaria, Siberia, Albania, Turkey, uh, Bosnia, and Cyprus. Now, because I said that most lore is from Greek, I will tell you this is ma majoritarily, I know it's not a word, but we're sticking with it, <laughs> gonna be from Greek lore, and I'm gonna tell you Greek lore. However, later on, I'm gonna add tidbits of other lore. Uh, and the main story in Greek lore is that in... During most of the year, the Kilikansaros remains underground where it will spend its time working to try and cut down the world tree. That is the tree that connects the heavens, the terrestrial world, and the underworld. The reason why they try to cut this down is so that they could collapse the world, so that they could cause world ruin. Uh, they do so by cutting the trunk with a large saw. And they do this all year round. Until... The time of the 12 days of Yuletide, which is the only time that they come to the surface. The 12 days of Yuletide is between December 25th, that is today, for me at least. I'm not sure when you will be listening to this, but for me, it's the 25th. And January 6th. Uh, they bring a lot of trouble to mortals during this time. But it is also during this time that the world tree has time to heal itself, and by the time the Kilikansaros return to the world after January 6th, all the work that they had made uh, cutting the tree has to be completely redone. And there is a more detailed story on how these particular creatures spend year-round 
working literally nonstop to try and saw this tree to collapse the world, saw the world tree down. And how right whenever they're about to saw the last bit, the uh, uh, December 25th comes, Yuletide starts. The 12 days of Yuletide starts, and they return, they go to the surface to cause a muck with mortals. And during that time, the world tree, of course, heals itself, and whenever they come back, they scream and shout, and then they start their work all over again, and this is an annual occurrence within Greek lore. Uh, in most descriptions of the Kilikansaros, or the Kilikansarai, which is a, the singular form, have been with a... <laughs> it has horse or goat-like legs, a donkey's tail, and ears, monkey-like arms, dark hair all over its body, with burning red eyes. This is, this is like, what the most of the lore says. It, not just Greek lore, but most of the other lore says that it is. Um, although they have a very small stature, they are uh, surprisingly heavy. And apparently they have horrible hygiene, as most descriptions say that whenever people get, whenever people know that they're coming, it's because of the horrible stench that they give off. It is also said in a lot of lore that the Kilikansari are, no, the Kilikansaros are mostly male. And the reason why most people say that they're mostly male is because they actually go around flaunting their body parts. Body parts all out so that everybody can see. Some other key features of the Kilikansaros are that they are mostly blind. They sometimes in some lore speak with a lisp. <laughs> which I just developed. They speak with a lisp and are m mostly nocturnal. During their time on the surface, they tend to take a mm, not really a goblinish standpoint, but more uh, or an impish standpoint, a nuisance. A very much a nuisance, causing horrible pranks. And in some lore, they're, they're, they're straight-up evil spirits. They're straight-up demon spirits that uh, people will perform certain rituals to banish. Anyway. Uh, although most of their pranks are played on travelers that they happen to find wandering around at night, they will try to get inside any household to wreck said household through any nook, cranny, hole, or crevice that they can find. And, da, 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 uh, where are my notes? <laughs> I just lost myself. In order to prevent the Kilikansaros from entering in a home through mostly the doors or the fireplaces, many would light fires 
in order to prevent the Kilikantzaros from entering through the chimneys. This is often tied to the Yule log. In a lot of lore, however, there is also a lot of lore that just says they light fires in their chimneys to, keep, to prevent the uh, Kilikantzaros from entering through them. Uh, one interesting thing that I actually kind of found, found kind of funny is that uh, some will set out colanders on their porches or their back doors to distract the Kilikansaros who would see it and try to sit and count all the holes within the colander. But in lore, it is said that the Kilikansaros cannot count above three. Three is believed to be a holy number, and it is actually believed that if the Kilikansaros says the number three, then they are sealing their own death and basically killing themselves. As whenever they say the holy number three, they will die. Some of their nu nuisances that are committed on the street. Include uh, that in Siberia, uh, nope, I said that wrong, Serbian folklore, people take great care not to go out at night during 12 days of Yuletide or the unbaptized days as it is called in their culture. The unbaptized days in their culture is believed to be the days whenever demons are most active and dangerous. Their version of the Kilikansaros uh, is the Stick with me. Uh, I know I'm not going to say this completely right. Karakantzulu. Zula. Zulu? Uh, this equivalent will lurk within dark corners, waiting for a victim to pass by, to which whenever a lone traveler does pass by them, the Kilikantzaros their equivalent, will jump on the backs of said victim and demand their, vic <laughs> demand their victim carry them around every anywhere that they want it to go. And if the victim tries to... Uh, um, what is it? Tries to escape or tries to get them off or just tries to go against them, they will lash them with switches or scratch them on their backs horribly if they don't. Um, the Kilikansaros will then make them run around mostly through the forest, sometimes through villages, carrying them and mind you, in most of the lore they're said to be horribly smelling and incredibly heavy. So can you imagine running around with this thing on your back as it lashes you and scratches you? This would only end at sunrise when the Kilikansaros would run to hide away from the light. It is believed in Serbian culture that this would be a punishment especially dulled out to adulterers or cheaters. 
because the cheater would go out at night mostly to to cheat on their partner, and the Kilikansaros would see them, jump on their backs, and make them run through the forest until sunrise. And once they've found the adulterer, they will follow them and do this every night to the adulterer until they confess their sins to their significant other. I'm not sure if it would stop then, but in most lore that I found in Serbian culture, it says that they would stop once they confess their sins. Uh, the version, the Anatolian lore version of the Kilikansaros, the, uh, stick with me, Karakankolos? I think? I think. Uh, they will stand on dark street corners asking questions to any passerbys. And it is said that if you answer the question in a specific way, which apparently I did not write down, then you can avoid getting hurt or injured by the Kilikansaros equivalent. However, if you answer wrongly, then you will be struck dead by that creature. There is also a tale that says that they will also lure victims out into the freezing night by imitating voices of their loved ones. And it is said that if the person that has been drawn out by them does not break the spell, then they will freeze to death in the night. So, with uh, I, 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 my notes aren't finished, but I did want to uh, like add a little note. If you do believe in these things, or if you are even skeptical about these things uh, being, sorry, <laughs> I had a moment. Um, being an actual creature that does its way onto the surface and punishes people like that, I mean. I couldn't imagine anybody doing that to me, and I would try to avoid that with all my might. So, I caution you to do the same. Don't stay out late at night. Watch dark street corners. Don't let anybody come near you. I mean, don't do that anyhow, but... Yeah. You get the point. Um... There are also some tales in Greek lore that say that any child born during the 12 days of Yuletide are in danger of becoming one of the Kilikansaros. There, and this isn't just like one or like whenever they're born, they can possibly be born as a Kilikansaros. No, they're in danger of becoming one of these things each holiday season. And in Greek lore, it is said that to stop the transformation of a child, a parent or guardian would bind the, quote-unquote, bind the child with garlic or straw in order to prevent the transformation from occurring. There's also a small legend. I only found, like, one or two notes about it, but it says that anyone born on a Saturday 
can see and talk to the Kelly Kenzaros. I'm not sure if that's true. I don't think I was born on a Saturday, so I can't say anything about it. I don't remember my birth. <laughs> I mean, I was there, but I don't remember it. But that, that, I, I added it because I thought it was really interesting. Like, who, how did this come to be? Like, I saw a few references to it, and I was just like, who, who was telling people this? How is this coming about? <laughs> uh, in a lot of different uh, cultures, uh, there's also a ritual that is performed to scare away the Kilikansaros and its equivalents and also uh, evil spirits. In fact, there is a Bulgarian ritual called the, stick with me, I know I'm not going to pronounce this right and I'm sorry, uh, the Kukari? Kukari? I know I'm not pronouncing that right and I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, this particular ritual includes very elaborate uh, costumes with wooden animal masks, and they even carry around belts of bells, if that doesn't sound familiar. They will walk or dance through their villages, scaring away evil spirits with the ringing of bells. That's... <laughs> and that's where I end my notes. But I did want to add that ha a lot of different things can influence any sort of holiday or any sort of legend. And I feel like the Christmas is heavily influenced by a lot of different cultures, like taking little bits and little pieces of all these different cultures. And of course you have your legends of like the Anticlaus or Krampus. And it kind of, it makes sense that during this time, whenever there's this creature that can cause mayhem in your household, that you would burn a fire with a Yule log in your fireplace to, in order to prevent it from entering in your home. And of course, in certain places that they would go around with these long belts of bells, with jingle bells, scaring away evil spirits. And I think... Anybody can, like, pick out those things and put them under any one specific holiday or tradition that is around a, a specific holiday. And I 100% did not plan that. I found it, and I thought it was really cool, and I just did the notes for it, and it wasn't until I did the notes that I was just like, that's actually really cool, that's like an influencer of like somebody picked this out of this culture and put it in their own and how certain cultures can influence others I hope I hear a ring I hope that isn't the TV I hope you can't hear the living room TV through my door <laughs> as I can <laughs> I just realized, what if you guys can hear that the whole time while I'm talking? I don't think so. I can just barely hear it, but, uh. 
That's a big kick in the butt, isn't it? Anyway. I kind of want to run this for 20, like to 25 minutes, but I know I'm going to have to cut a lot out, so it's just like yeah, pointless anyway. But, yes, I believe I... Was, was it last year that I did one on Krampus and the Yeti? Let me pull it up. I did those things, and I remember looking this up, like looking up specific legends that I could do around Christmas and finding this one. And it was, at first glance, it was one of those things that's just like, oh, it's like a Krampus equivalent. But then I actually, like, looked into the stories and the legend itself, and it was this in this thing that was entirely on its own that I would say inspired a lot of other lore or was stolen and modified by a lot of other people. And I feel like there are a lot of legends out there like that. I mean, I'm sure I've done a few in the past or mentioned, I know I mentioned a few in the past. When did I... what? Oh no, I just did Santa Claus. What? Why am I thinking I did Yeti? Oh, I did. I did do that. I did both of those things. <laughs> well. Yeah, you you guys can go listen to those episodes there. Um, if you want. I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I don't listen to any of my past episodes because I'm just like, Ugh. I don't want to hear my own voice, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let's save a little bit of my mental health. <laughs> um, but uh, those episodes, I did the Abominable Snowman, uh, uh, the Creature of Everest is episode 38, uh, Santa Claus is episode 40. I did, apparently, I don't remember doing that. Apparently I did the Pagan Roots of Yule and New Year's on episode 41. So you guys can check that out if you want a little bit more holiday stuff. But, um, yeah. I don't... I've gotten to where, like, I found that I don't necessarily like doing specific holiday stuff, like, or, like, specific things around specific holidays, but I do like these little things. Like, I can find this one legend that I can, that I could stand on its own, but it's, it just gives it a little bit of extra, a, l a little bit of extra oomph if I have it around these days. And then, of course, it's an episode on Christmas. It's an episode on Yule. What better thing than to have this particular legend on the day that it's supposed the day that these particular creatures are supposed to return to the surface of the earth? I mean, it's not a good thing if skeptically, it's not a good thing if they are real and do those sorts of things. But there, it, it's just a cool thought. It, it, <laughs> I, I need to stop talking. I need I need to stop digging the hole for myself. But anyway, 
Well, I did successfully make it longer. So, with all that being said, and with all my notes being said, I will say that this has been Hunting Legends. If you're new, please subscribe for more content. If you're already subscribed, please like, comment, review, and get all your friends into Hunting Legends. I link the social medias in the description of every episode if you guys want to check that out. Posts there are very random. However, it is very much appreciated if you do. I uh, hope you all have great weeks, weekends, holidays, or just regular days. And stay tuned for the next episode of Hunting Legends. I don't have anything planned because I did want to, like, I did that on purpose. I don't have anything planned, so I can't give any, like, hints. Not that I'm any good at them. But until next year, that that's literally it. I'm not going to be able to. I, I don't do an episode until next year, so. The next time I hear, or you hear from me, well, it'll be a new year. A brand new year. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. With that, I'll be saying goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>